Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Chop Aleph and Baba Kama, as we learn for our Chenu Kol Basis for our Masim Batsar of Yeshivya. Shalach Lais, up on the top of the page, daf Chop Aleph. Shalach Lais, Rav Abba Bar Zavta Lamori Bar Mar. Yes, this question. Rav Abba Bar Zavta sent this question to Mori Bar Mar. Why may I refer to ask Rav Huna the following question? The question we had yesterday. If a person, Zen Ahen of Zelo Chaser, a person slept in somebody else's courtyard, without the owner's knowledge, oh no, does he have to pay him or not? Before he got a chance to ask Rafuna this question, Rafuna passed away. So Rafuna's son, Rava, said, This is what my father, my master, Avi Mori said in the name of Rav, like we passed yesterday, that if it wasn't standing, if the place was not standing to be rented out anyway, and I slept in your yard and I did cause no damage, I don't have to pay. Then he says another aloha, if you rented a place from Ruvain, you pay Shimon. Strange, strange phrase. If I rent a place from Ruvain, I pay Shimon. Shimon might better say, what is Shimon doing over here? If I rented it from Ruben, this way mean Shimon. If I rented it from Ruben, and Ruben turns out wasn't the owner. The owner was Shimon. Shimon wasn't aware of the whole transaction. He wasn't here. Malus I gotta pay Shimon. Tarti. Can both these things be true? On the one hand, you say that's an animal. You don't have to pay. Then you say, if I rented a house, Shimon's house from Ruben. Shimon didn't know. Reuben wasn't the owner. I got to pay Shimon. What do I have to pay? It was, it's again, Zanan of Zalachasar. Shimon didn't know about it. And it's Dorbachasar Bechavish Lamidato. The answer is two different cases here. Hadakam Lagor, Lalakam. Was it standing to be rented out or not? In the case of Shimon, it was be, being rented out normally. He just moved in there without knowing. And Shimon lost the ability. When Shimon wanted to rent it out that evening, turned out he was already in there. So the squatter had to pay. In Renami, we see this difference also in the case that depends, like we say yesterday, was it normally rented out or not? If Renami, Omar Kiyabarabim, Omar Ab, we'll see these two cases. Ramila, Omar Kiyabarabim, Omar Rafuna said, said also the name of Rafuna, who had passed away at this point, but later on, he, they said it in his name. If you live in somebody else's uh, yard without them knowing about it, and it's all again, because he didn't normally rent it out. Let's say the city has some houses, and you rented it from them, you pay to the owner. What do you mean to the owner? You just said it was like public property. There is no owner, belongs to the city. It turns out that there was an owner, just like the case of Shimon, where he rented it from Ruben or rented it from somebody else or from the mayor or whatever, and it turned out it belonged to somebody. You pay them. Again, why do we have to pay them? It's the owner didn't know about it. Again, if it was standing to be rented out, and now the owner lost that, that rental income because you moved in there, then you have to pay him. But if it wasn't standing to be rented out anyway, then it's an end of the luchasa. You weren't renting out anyway, and I caused you no damage. No, I think you have to say, I think you have to say he's talking where he could have rented it out that day. And it's like an Airbnb where he could have rented it out because you, but you moved in. So it was standing to be rented out. So he lost that income. He, could have, he couldn't rent it out because you had moved in already. I think that's what you have to say. 
Oh, if it was empty for nine months, as we'll see, that's different. Then it's not standing to be rented out. Standing to be rented out is normally he could have a customer, but he, he lost the customer because you were in there now. You don't have to pay it all. The Pasik says, If the house is empty, it'll be destroyed. In other words, the, the, the emptiness will cause even the gate to be uh, destroyed, to be smitten. I saw it. Now, this, this light idea of Shia means emptiness. Rashi says it also this name of a shed, another word, a shade, that when there's a uh, house is empty, you know, like the haunted house, that we all grew up in places where there was a house at the end of the street, or at least I was, and there was nobody was ever there. We always assumed it was a haunted house. We didn't want to go there. So it's like a haunted house is haunted with uh, with demons uh, that'll destroy things. It's bad when it's empty. That's the idea. Uh, so I mean, he doesn't know about it, but that's what we mean, that ain't uh, so and you don't have to pay him because just the opposite. You're doing him a favor. If the house is empty, it can be destroyed. I saw that shade or that kind of emptiness from Menagech Keturah. It gores like an ox. It's a different A house that's inhabited will will be will be strong. Yosef uh, will, will be established. Will will uh, uh, will exist. You know, will continue to be. Uh, will continue to exist if it's inhabited. Now what? Okay, so Rabbi Ravashi just said, well, it's like an ox boring a house. But what's the difference between what what Rav Shorim Funa said that uh, if you live in somebody else's house, you don't have to pay him because this pasuk says if it's empty, it's not good, and uh, you're doing him a favor effectively. Uh, versus what Rabbi Yosef says that a house that's inhabited will will continue to exist, will be established, will be strong, will you know will will uh, uh, will continue. What's between them? Let's say you didn't live in the house, but you used it as a storehouse. You had wood and straw there. So according to the first uh, one who says, uh, the first person who says that a house which is empty will be destroyed, this isn't empty. It's being used. So then it's not a problem. So again, if you use it for wood and uh, you know, for storage and you moved in there, you caused him a loss because now he couldn't put his stuff in there. The guy, you moved in there and you spent the night there when when the guy came to put his uh, belongings in there, it wasn't uh, it was occupied, so you've caused him a loss. But uh, if it's but if it's used normally, and if it's used as storage, so that the the uh, pasuk that says the demons will be there, that's not the case because it is being used. But according to the Rav Yosef, who says that a house which is inhabited will be established, that's not going to help to use it as a storage house because if people don't live there, you won't know. Like you mentioned yesterday, uh, Moshe, that if uh, if you're if you live what if you leave your house for what, 90 days or six months or something you have to let the insurance company know because maybe there'll be a leak or something will happen and they won't be it won't be tended to so a house this idea a house that's in according to Yosef a house that's inhabited uh, will continue will be established it means will be strong and and will will continue to exist that's it's inhabited by people so people can see what's wrong with it and you you don't want to leave a house empty that's the idea here that a house which is inhabited that will be strong. But so if you have their wood and straw and stuff like that, it's not like somebody's there all the time and would check it out. So if you if there's only with wood and straw, that will not be good. That's not basic. You know, that's not going to be a house which is going to be established. That's in terms of the pasuk. But in terms of the pasuk of Shia Yukashar, so if it was just for that, it's empty. It's not really empty. But the idea here is that that uh, a house which is empty 
or dilapidated or not being taken care of, yeah, that's that's a dar because there's no loss to him. In fact, you're doing him a favor, like Avram mentioned yesterday, doing him a favor by moving in there. If you stay in there for a period of time, you'll see what's wrong. There was a man who built a mansion on a dung heap, a garbage dump that belonged to Yosomim, to little to children. Rav Nachman confiscated his mansion from him. Why? If he built it on a garbage dump, it obviously wasn't being used for, for uh, habitation anyway. So why did Rav Nachman take it away, take the mansion away from them? Must you say that Rav Nachman holds not like we Paskin? That children don't know what's going on, so it's automatically considered Shalomidato. And yet you have to pay them. Why do you have to pay them? There was no loss to them anyway. The answer is there was a loss. Why? There was originally there, there was a sect of no man, it's called Karmanoim. Rashi is another gear, so that's Kadmanoi. There were some earlier people, but some people who lived there before. The and they paid him. It wasn't really a good habitation, it was a garbage dump. So they had paid the asylum some some modest amount, some token uh, fee, and they paid that to him. Omalay and Rav Nachman said to this guy, okay, some people lived there before they gave the Yisomim a token a rental. Uh, so you should also do that. Omalay said, if I similarly ask me, go pay them off, give them something. If you're using their property, yes, it's not their house. You built a mansion there, but it's on their property. Give them something. And he didn't listen to that. He didn't listen to Rav Nachman. He said, look, it's a garbage dump. I'm not paying him anything. Therefore, Rav Nachman gave him a fine. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman took away the whole mansion from him as a fine for not listening to his psaktim. Now the Mishnah said, talking about shame, an animal that eats somebody else's food, property, things that is he, that normally eaten and in the other guy's property, he's high if to pay Nezek Sholem. Okay, but what happens if he ate it in a public property? Public property, shame is not high if. So the Mishnah said, Mishnah said, how does it work? Keitsa. Mishnah says, listen, if he ate it in public property, where you can't blame the animal, but still, since the owner of the animal didn't have to feed him lunch, so he saved the lunch, so he's got to pay the value of the straw, or we had yesterday the value of uh, cheap barley, whatever. Okay, so um, that's Mishnah is if he ate it in public property, he pays only the Hanoa that the animal had. In if he ate it in a public place, if he ate it, in, let's say, in Rosh Hashanah, then he's got to pay, uh, and I'm sorry, just the opposite. If he ate it in public property, he pays Mashanenis. If he pay, if he ate it, on the sides of the Rosh Hashanah, which is like Rosh Hashanah, where uh, people have stores and things like that, then he's got to pay the full damage because that's like private property. Then the Mishnah gave another example. He says, if it's from the uh, the door of the store, then again, outside the door from the door where people walk by, that's considered public property. He only has to pay the Hana, in other words, the value of his lunch, what he would have normally paid for the animal's lunch. Uh, but if you ate it from, from inside the store, that's private property, and you have to pay the full amount. So Rav and, and Shmuel have a machlokas here. What happens if the animal's in the public property, but he stuck his head, he turned his head, that's called machzeris, he turned his head and ate it from private property. What do you say there? Is it considered private property and he have to pay, or public property? So Amarav machzeris. Rav says, when he turns his head aside and he ate there, there he has to pay that's, that means that the, even though he was standing in public property, the animal's in public property, but he ate the food in the private property and therefore he'd have to pay the full amount of food. Even if he turns his head inside, but since he's standing outside, he's potter. 
So where are you, Chayef? Let's say the animal left public property, he left the public square or the market, and he went into the private property on the side. Then he'd be Chayef. Some say that Rav and Shmuel were not discussing the case of the Mishnah directly. They weren't going in the Mishnah. They just discussed it in general. Not on the Mishnah. There is some case where an animal's in public property and he turns his head and they ate in the private property. Rabbi Machayev says, you're The owner of the animal has to pay. Shmuel says, you're putter. Shmuel says, you're putter. Shmuel says, you're putter. So how does it, when are you chayev? If, if according to, if according to uh, Shmuel, you're putter when you stuck your head in and ate it from private property, where are you? Go in the shaftle rock of Bosley, come to the shaftle. Well, yeah, let's see the rock of notes when the animal left the market, the public property, the Rosh Hashanah, and he went into the private property. Okay. What about the end of the mission? The example where he gave, if he ate it from the door of the store versus inside the store. If he ate it from the door of the store, that's considered public property, and you only have to pay the value of the animal's lunch. So, how does that, how does that work? And what's the case for the animal? No. It must be speaking where the animal is in the public property. He stuck his head there. So what do you see over here? When you stuck your head in, you only have to pay for what the, the animal's lunch. You don't have to pay for his full damage. And this is a cash on Rob. Rob said, you have to pay the full amount. It's as if you went into the private property. Who most of them Farqla, he asked the question. In other words, of Nachman by Yitzhak asked the cash. And he answered, the common carries of this. No. It's speaking about how did he eat in, in the doorway? Not that he stuck his head in, and not that he stuck his head in, and it would be considered like a private, uh, like uh, the issue is that, he, that he's turning, say, standing in one place and turning out. It's speaking where he, he came up on a corner. If you look in Rashi's example there, Rashi says they're mubby guddle and mubby cut, and the animal's walking from the big area. It's all in the public area, and he walked into a smaller area. So as he walked, from one area to the other area, right at the corner there, at the point where the two mavuis jo join, uh, at that point, that's where he hit the door. In other words, the animal did not stick his head in. Rashi's, uh, uh, Rav will still maintain if the animal's in public property, he stuck his head into the private property, he's chayev, because that's considered private property and shames chayev in Rishos Here it's speaking about where he didn't turn his head and he was just walking along normally, but the doorway was right at that corner. And that's why we say over here, he only pays Mashanahanis, not Mashazik, because he didn't really do anything wrong. He was still standing in Rishasarab, and he totally ate it in Rishasarab. He can army some say that the Machlokis is totally different. If the animal's in public property and he turned his head into private property, everybody agrees that he has to pay. Shiloh comes up later on where uh, a man, um, a person, um, moved, he, had, his, uh, he had his private property. And he moved his doorway inside. In other words, he uh, he recessed his property inside, and he built a bore, he built a pit in his private property. But he relinquished the area around the bore to the public. In other words, instead of having his his, his store, let's say, abut the Rishisarab directly, he moved his store inside a little bit, and inside his own property. And that area he gave to Rishisarab, he allowed him inside. And he built a bore there. What's what's the case here? So th that's what we're talking about. He took a place, he set aside his own place, Mishuso, took some of his own area, and he gave that to Rishusarab. That's only what if he 
When do you say you're high? Everybody says you're high of Machzeres. Listen, Chavs, Avon, Makatsa, Makim, Rishus, Rishus, Rabim. But if he set aside some place for Rishus, Rabim, and in other words, he took a place, some of his own property, and he allotted that to Rishus, Rabim, and now the animal ate from there, then you're Potur. Then you're Potur. The owner of the animal does not have to pay. Again, the Machlokas is where, where he took some of his own property, he assigned that to Rishus, Rabim, left his fruits and vegetables there, and the animal ate from their patura. That's where, so Rav says now, decide that you're potter, the, the owner of the animal's potter. You're chayev to eat in that case. Why? Because, <laughs> he says you're chayev, because that still is, rishus, it was effectively not in Rishos Rabbim. So you're eating, you're, you're eating a place that you should have eaten. Rav says, it's 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 uh, he gave it to Rishus Rabbim, but it's not it's not in the regular Rishus Rabbim. It's in the Rishus Rabbim that he assigned now. That's the machlokas here. So lema b'bor b'shusa kamefigri. This is the machlokas about bor b'shusa. What does that mean? Again, when you built in that area, when you indented, you you removed, you recessed your area, and you built a bore there. There's a machlokas later on. Rashi brings on the machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. In this case, where <clears throat> Rab says you you know, you you made a bore there in that area. And some animal fell in there. Are you chayev or not? Rab that says over here that the owner of the animal, in this case, where you recessed your property uh, and you put some some fruits and vegetables there, Rab says that the owner of the animal is potter. Why is the owner of the animal potter? Because he holds some of the so you're chayev, meaning that that's considered if, if you if you put a boar in your in your rishus and an animal fell in there. So you're chayev. Why? Because it's considered, you know, it's considered a, a boar that you made for Shusarabim, because it's your boar and you were mafkir to Shusarabim, and there and a boar is chayev and Shusarabim. So you're chayev in that case. So Rashi explained, in other words, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. Therefore, it's not the fault of the owner of the animal now who ate the fruits, because you you put that uh, you put that nuisance right there. You put you allow the uh, you made some of your own area like Rishasarabim. You were mafkir to Rishasarabim, and if you put a boar there, you'd be chayiv, right? And Rashi brings down where the lines get wide. And Rashi, just any nuisance you put in Rishasarabim, Shaziko, you have to pay. If any nuisance, anything, any kind you put, any damaging item or, or a boar in Rishasarabim, you have to pay. And then not only that, but whoever takes it away can keep it. It's like you're mafkir. So here too. Rabbi says that your potter over here, where the owner of the animal is potter from paying for the fruits because meaning the person who indented and put his boar there, he's chayev because that's rishus, it's rishusar. You effectively made it rishusarab. You gave it to rishusarab. You donated it to them and you made a boar there and you're chayev to pay. That means that it's the owner's responsibility for him putting it there. And if you put his fruits there, not the case of the boar, put his fruits there, our case. And the animal ate it. You're potter because uh, you're, you're the animal ate Rishus Rabbim. Shmuel the Shmuel says over here that the owner of the animal is chayiv to pay. So for Borbishus a potter. No, Borbishus is a potter because even though even though the uh, it's like he gave it to Rishus Rabbim, it's not exactly like Rishus Rabbim because Rishus Rabbim is a regular Rishus Rabbim. This is an indented area there in your potter. Shmuel Sover potter says Rashi Yilkach behem Shachlasan the animal ate chayiv Sharei Bishus Bishus Asa. He's allowed to. It's not the normal way the animal walks. So he'll take beimet that eitim chayiv. Eimel that chayiv. Shere b'shus asa, meaning 
the owner of the the owner of the uh, of the property who indented and put his stuff there, he's allowed to do that. He's allowed to indent his property and put his fruits there. And therefore, the Charedes, the Machlok is over here. That Rav says the owner of the animal who ate the stuff is Potter, and Shmuel says is Chayev is is the reverse argument in terms of Barber Shuso. Are you Chayev for your Nesek or not? So Gemara says no. Rav will tell you, I could say that Barber Shuso is Potter. Even if you indented it and you put your board there, you're Potter. The shiny Hacha, the Amr. Over here, it's different. Because here, the owner of the animal who ate the fruits can say, listen, <laughs> okay, yes, it's your shus. And if you built the boar there, you're potter. Okay, fine, you're potter. But the fact is, you're not, if you're not entitled to leave your fruits right there, right next to the shusarabim, it's actually, you made a shusarabim, you put your fruits right next to the regular shusarabim, um, right, and then you tell my animal's chayv. In other words, just like if, uh, if you put your fruits in the middle of Shisarabim and an animal eats them, you can't have any complaints. Well, same thing. You can't put your animal, your fruits right next to Shisarabim, exactly right next to it, you know, immediately, right, you know, a meter, you know, a few inches away and, and tell my animal that you, you, the animal shouldn't eat it. The animal's walking by, he's going to eat it. That's why Rav says over here, so Rav could say that your putts are in this case. That's why Rav says that if, if you, uh, everybody says if the animal was standing in Rishos Rabbim and he turned his head and ate in Rishos Yafed, that you're Chayev. But over here, it's speaking about where you assign part of your area to Rishos Rabbim. You put your fruits there right next to Rishos Rabbim. So Rab says you're part. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel could say, I also could go the other way. The Alma Bar Rishos Chayev. She made a board in your Rishos and the animal fell in there or a person got damaged by it. You're Chayev. Bishlam Abor, Ikelameimer, right? Ikelameimer, Labadaitei. The animal's walking. He doesn't look at there's a pit there. He might he could have fallen in there. It's not his fault. But the payers are there. You can't say, I didn't notice the payers. He, he saw them. He, he saw them and he ate them. So you can't say. And therefore, it's not like the case of boar where it was like a hidden uh, damage. You did something that the animal wouldn't see. Here you could see it. And therefore, when Shmuel says, says over here, you could see the fruits. He ate them and you ate them from my rishus, effectively. Uh, and therefore, even, even if I say, Shmuel say, even if I say, but over here, you can't blame, the, over here, uh, the owner, when you say, it means the owner did something wrong, but over here, uh, the owner of the, uh, the owner of, not the owner of the store, the owner of the animal uh, cannot say, well, uh, he didn't know. In the case of boar, he could say, look, my animal fell in there. Uh, what was he supposed to do? You put it right next there. Therefore, I'm high. But over here, you can't say the animal, he didn't see the fruits. Therefore, he could have this argument. This question about if the animal standing in Rishos and he turns his head into Rishos maybe it's Machlokas done. The Tanya, if he ate in the middle of the street, public area, he only has to pay for his lunch because an animal's entitled to eat whatever's in the street. From the sides, meaning from Rishos HaYochid, then you have to pay for the whole amount. Presumably, we're speaking about a case where he turned his head in there and he, he has to pay the full damages. That's what made Yudah hold that way. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Lazar, Omrim, ain't dark The animal doesn't normally eat that way. He normally walks straight. So what does that mean? Therefore, he's chayyim if he if he turned his head in. So Rabbi Yossi, Anatanakama, they're both saying if the animal turned his head in, he's chayyim to pay. So what's the machlokus here? Ela machzeres Maybe that's the machlokus. Tanakama sabar machzeres namim shal mshenes. Maybe Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yudah also say. That if he turns that, if he's if he's standing in Rishos Yochim, of course he has to pay the full damage. But if he's standing in Rishos and he turned his head in, 
maybe only is to pay for the lunch, for, for what lunch would have cost him. Rabbi Yossi Masha and Rabbi says, no, if you turn your head and you have to pay the full damages. Maybe this this child of of, of, um, of Machzeres, of where he turned his head in, the animal standing with Shisarabim, turned his head into Shisayachid, maybe that's the Machlokas over here. Rameh and Rabbi would say, your potter, you only have to pay for your lunch. And Rabbi Yossi and um, Rabbi Lezer would say, no, you have to pay the full damages. Maybe that's the Machlokas here. Mar says, no, you don't have to say that's Machlokas. Everybody could all Either like Rav or like Shmuel when it comes to Machzeres, according to the first lashon, it's Machlok. According to the second lashon, every year holds it chayev. The hacha bebir b'seyacher kamefki. Pasuk says we're talking about regular shame. He has to do the damage. You send your animal into somebody else's property. What does that mean? Somebody else's property. Mar suffer bebir b'seyacher v'lebishes rabim. Okay, you're not chayev shame and shame v'rushish. If your animal ate something v'rushish rabim or walked on some shush in your pot, or only seyacher, only somebody else's property, not v'rushish rabim, that means that you're chayev on any other. Anything else? That's the Pasha shot. Umar Sabar, and Rabbi Yossi was more machmer and say it's not the derech an animal to eat. You should only walk. You shouldn't eat. Umar Sabar, biyavasteacher, shusamasek. Maybe means this. You know what? You're chayiv if you ate in any other field other than your own. That the damaging animal's property, uh, right? If you damage your property, if you come into my property. Uh, if you send, if you put your fruits in my property and my animal eats them, what do you want from me, right? So maybe that's what it means. The only if he damages somewhere else, but not in Rishus of the Mazik. Says the Gemara, I need a pasuk for that. Mazik. If he, if he, uh, that I'm not, that I'm potter. If my animal ate it in my property, your fruits are my property. What are your fruits doing in my, in my property? So you need a pasuk to tell me that if you put your fruits in my property, in my field where my animals are roaming around and they eat them up. You want me to be responsible? I need a pasuk for that. Ella Dilfa Yesterday we learned a case where an animal it was in Rishus Rabin and he ate from the back of another animal, right? So Ilfa said that's Rishus Yachid. So he's chayiv to pay shame. And Ravoshi said also if he jumped up on and from a uh, he ate from my rucksack on the back of my uh, shoulder or something like that, you're chayiv. That's the machlokas over here between uh, between Rameh and Ravud on the one hand, Rav Yosef and Rav on the other hand. Says Rashi. Both those cases, you're potter. You're not chayef to pay. He ate Rosh Don't tell me he ate it on his back. It was Rosh Hashanah, you're potter. Rosh comes to say, no, that's not the, it's not a normal way to uh, take the to take it from the other animal, you know, to stick his neck out and eat somebody on the back of another animal or the back of a box or a, or a bag on, the, on my back, and therefore you're chayiv in both those cases. So maybe that's the machlokas of but it's not a machlokas of machseris. In any case, we see that possibly machseris is a machlokas of and Shmuel, or like the second Lashon, that no, everybody holds that you're chayiv in that case, because the animal did stick his head in and eat from Rishus HaYochet. The machlokas is only by Makatsa Rishus HaRabim. What would you say over there? If I gave some of my area to Rishus HaRabim, I, I, I recessed my store, and I put some fruits there, Rob says in that case, your potter, uh, the animal who ate it is potter because uh, what do you want him to do? He sees some fruits right there. It's not like he had to stick his head into a, into a store. You put him right there, of course he's going to eat him. Shmuel says you're still chayim. Is that like a Karen Zavis? Like a Karen Zavis? Yeah. You could say that, yeah, yeah, it's like a Karen Zavis. You expect, well, that's how Rob will say. Rob will say, yeah, you expect him to eat it. It's right at the corner there. What do you want him to do? It's right, right, you know, practically in, it's, there's no, there's no space between, you know, between the Rosh Hashanah and where these fruits are, they're right next to it. Now, Kelo Vikadisha Kotsum Rosh 
dogs and goats jump around. And we're talking about where you, you know your animals jump and, you're, and your roof is right next to somebody else's property, your neighbor's property. And your dog or your goat jumped from the roof onto the other guy's property, but shoved with a kalem and broke kalem. That's rego. That's what they normally do. They walk around, they jump around. If they go into somebody else's property, they broke kalem. Because they are more for this. They are, that's their normal activity. They normally jump around. So if your animal, you should, you should have kept your animal from the other guy's property. You're, if you have a low hanging roof uh, that's, that abuts the other guy's property, you should have known that's going to happen. That's that's regal. Okay, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And then we have the case we mentioned before back a few days ago. Caleb Shnatakhara, an animal, uh, your dog, took a hot cake from the barbecue. And he went to the other guy's property, the other guy's stack of uh, wheat or grain, whatever. He ate the he ate the cake, which means that's shame. He ate somebody else's cake. He took somebody else's cake from the other property. Food. He went into the other guy's property, the Nizik property, he ate it there. But he like a goddess and he burnt down the stack with the fire. We'll see. The Gemara says he put the fire down. He put the coal down. The coal is attached to the cake. Put the coal down. Now, right where he put it down, that's the Reknezik. But when the fire spread, that's already Sroros. So you only pay half. Allah Mashalm Nezik Shalm, that's direct damage. It's shame. He ate that. Allah Gadish Mashalm Chatzinezik, because that's Sroros. So there's two things over here. The, the dog. Who ate the chorora for eating the chorora, that's shame. He ate somebody else's food and somebody else's property. For burning down the goddess, he pays half because that's Shroros, because that's his his koach, uh, his power, but not his direct damage, and therefore he pays chazinezek. Tomorrow we'll talk about it. We'll see that the exact place where he put the fire down, that could be Nezek Sholem, because that could be direct. And this is a Shroros, chazinezek. And we were before chazinezek pays Shroros, that's a lochemosh. We see now it's mamon, it's not knas, etc., but it's a tolda of. Regal. Now the Mars are like this. Time of the Kofsu. They jump, which they normally do. The animals jump. They go from one place to another if it's easy for them. Enough. Let's say the animal just fell off. The animal could have jumped, but he fell and he broke the Kalim. Potter, it's Mashman Potter. Al Muksover, a famous question which we're bringing up through, through the through Nazikim. If a man started out, what he did, what he did was he was negligent in a certain aspect. But at the end, the damage was done through an accident. Do you blame him for that also or not? In other words, he he didn't, it, it was really by accident, but had he not been negligent at the beginning, maybe the accident wouldn't have happened. At the end, it was an accident, meaning he was negligent that he didn't guard his dog, let's say, from jumping onto the other guy's property. You know, you leave your dog there, he might easily jump to the other guy's property. That you were negligent. At the end, the dog fell, but maybe had you not been negligent, the accident wouldn't have happened. So that's a machlokas. She was a bonus is putter. Because it says in our mission, if he jumped, that if he fell, even though you were negligent in not guarding your animal from falling, from jumping into the other guy's property, we see a price like this. That's exactly what our Mishnah says, but the price it goes on. But if the animal fell in there, you're putter. So this price says that, that the, if he fell, if the animal fell in there and broke the kalim. If you hold that when you started out being negligent, at inception you were negligent, and then an accident happened, you're chayiv because you were negligent at the beginning. Michael, remember why you say, why does that price say that enough of butter? Here's what happened. The kalim were right next to the wall. There was no negligence at the beginning. Why? Because when they're right next to the wall and you jump, your dog jumped, when you jump, you don't, you don't jump straight down. You jump, you go a little bit away from the wall. Had the animal jumped, 
he would have missed the caleb. So when he fell, if, if, if he fell, he fell directly down, straight down, vertically down. That caused the damage, right? And for that, you're potter because it was an accident. So but over here wasn't because you didn't leave your situation where your animal could have easily jumped and rock killed him because had he jumped, he would have missed the Kalim. He only hit the Kalim because he fell. So there was no I can give you a case where even if the animal fell down by accident, he fell, he's also high. If it's a weak wall, why? He should have thought that if it's a weak wall, some bricks from the wall could have fallen down. So, so, it didn't fall. Bricks didn't fall, but they fell. So, it's still bonus. You say that even if you hold bonus as potter, over here, it'd still be higher. Why? It's still because. Why? Because it was he was negligent because he had a weak wall there and some bricks could have fallen down. But at the end, the bricks didn't fall down. At the end, the animal fell down. So it's still trust Mashiach Salvis. It should be putter, like the, like our mission and like the Bryce has said. It's a very narrow, narrow wall that when the animal fell, he should have realized when the animal jumps on the wall, the animal will fall down with the wall. You know, the animal will easily fall down. Rashi says, now take a look at Rashi uh, about. Uh, six lines from the bottom of the page. Uh, it's very narrow, the dochuk and very, uh, you know, very pressed, very easy to fall, but he under pressure. But he thought the he's going to jump on the on that fence or that wall, kedarkon, and 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 they'll fall down. In other words, it's either at an angle. He should have realized. So therefore, it, it's not the sofa bonus. Right, so let's say because so tsar, where he should have realized, right, that he should have realized it's not just Mashiach of himself on us, it's really the whole thing is Mashiach, because he should have realized that if the animal jumps on that wall, the animal will fall down. So even though he fell down, that's considered total Mashiach. So, so the guy's fault that built the wall? That's the Pardon? You're saying that the, guy, the person that built the wall, that's his fault? That he, that it's his it's fault. If, if you have a bad wall that's about, that can fall down, yeah, you should have known. In other words, if you have an animal that jumps onto the other guy's property and he jumped, right? That's your fault, right? That's your fault. That's uh, that's a, that's totally. Epic. And if your animal jumped and we said, but he fell instead, he fell instead. So that's he fell instead. Had he jumped, he wouldn't have done any damage, but he fell. That's in this case, the whole thing was with Shia. Why? Because he should have known that if the animal even climbs on the wall, the animal will fall down. That's what happened over here. The animal fell down. Because it was a weak wall. So he should have known that that's going to happen. The wall can fall and the animal could fall. That's when you come to also where it's a, such a weak wall, or it's at a, the wall is at such a curve that if the animal just climbs on it, he's going to fall down. And so the whole thing is with Shia. It's, it's the wall of the owner of the dog. The, 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 it's, it's his wall, you know, uh, again, you know uh, abutting his roof. And he should have known that when his animal would just climb on the wall a little bit, the animal will fall down. That's what happened. Uh, it's like any place we have a weak wall. If they jumped, the dog or the dog or the goat, they jump upwards. That's not they don't normally fly up. They don't normally jump in an upwards manner. Then you're potter. Why? Because that's not normal, right? 
they don't have to pay the full amount. You don't have to pay nesk. If they did damage, okay, they did damage, so it's a cold of Karen. It's unusual. Pay chatzines. That's a jump downwards than chayav, because that's normal for them to do. They're muadin for that. You should have an autumn a tarnagal. An autumn is muad for everything. An autumn is a muad even if we can sleep. And a tarnagal jumps all both ways. Tarnagal should go to The weather was downwards. I Vatanya, we learn You just said that if they jump downwards, you're chayav entirely. And now you say that a kelav and a gida says that they went for either upwards, either downwards or upwards. They're potter. So, so, so how do you explain that? So Targum Rapapa, there's another gear that it's high, but the Pashup Shah is like our gear that it's done. Targum Rapapa, the Apath Mepha, they reverse their normal tendency. What does that mean? Kalba Vizkira, the dog, the dog jumped, the dog jumped, which he normally dig, digs his nails in and climbs or climbs down. So when he does that, that's why you're potter, right? Because he didn't do his normal action. The dog, you know, it's not in both cases. Both cases don't apply to both. But it happened over here was the dog jumped. The guy did the and the goat st- uh, stuck his nails into the ground and he climbed or went down. They're there, that's Mishuna. That's what we mean. You don't have to pay the full amount because they didn't do damage in the normal way of regal. The, their normal regal of jumping didn't apply over here because they did the reverse. The dog jumped. In other words, he jumped in a way that he doesn't normally jump. That's what you mean. he mean. The, 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 the jump, he didn't do his normal thing. And the goat also, the dog, the goat did what a dog normally does, which he sticks his nails in and climbs, and he did that the reverse. He points out, Tos points out, this is not the regular suicha that um, uh, that we talked about before, of, uh, of just climbing up. It's not like uh, lift up pets to climb. It means dug his nails in. So they did the reverse of what they normally do. Therefore, only have to pay chatz in All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mitch. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Rumi, I'm sorry about your brother-in-law. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So I, I assume that uh, Zizi started sitting Shiva already since she's not coming, correct? Yeah, Zizi sitting Shiva, yes. Uh, so yeah. she's yeah. going to get up before the other members... She's going to get up on Tuesday, because and everybody else is getting up on Thursday, the ones that go back. Uh, Depending on when they go back, I heard right. that next is surely having a lot of trouble with Kuros, there's not a people there. All right. So, 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 so. Oh, I'm simchis to say simchis, all good things.